1: Is Sheffield live? It is indeed. Good afternoon and welcome to The Squeak. My name's Luke Crofts. I'm James Hargreaves. And I
2: hope you are well out there. How's your week been, James?
1: I've had a fun one. How about you, Luke?
2: Yeah, you know, a bit of a nightmare. I'm having the bathroom done at the moment, so uh, everything's going wrong. Oh,
1: yeah. You've uh, got the old bathroom woes, haven't you? Been, uh, oh. w- what have you been doing? Because you obviously have no shower or anything. Um, well, the kitchen's... Uh, and you don't stink from here at the minute, so no despite uh, being sat under the sun
2: in the rose <laughs> spring hillsborough um no i've been using i i've been using uh you know i i use my brother's shower i've been using my friend faith's shower thank you very much faith for helping us out yeah um but yeah the the bathroom is uh, taking much longer than it should be um there's been apparently the shower wasn't earthed so all right so could could, could have been dead
1: Oh, with any luck. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Just, just forget that on the new one as well.
2: Yeah, that could have been fatal. So I've, I can't have a shower until the electrician's been round and wired that up, so I'm getting somebody to come and look at it tomorrow, but it's just one thing after another. It's always the same. I mean, he pulled the bath away, and all the
1: floor was rotten. Yeah. So he had to do the floor and a, and a bit of the wall. And That's I'm, always the case in the bathroom, isn't it, because it's such a moist environment. Moist. <laughs> moist. It's one of those words, isn't it, that you just... You, it just, you can't not laugh at the word moist.
2: No, no, I suppose you can't. Um, but no, it's looking nice. I've got some nice tiles, a nice new suite. That's for the benefit of the radio. There's a picture, James.
1: Oh, thanks, yeah. <laughs> it, it looks all right. It, though, d- d- it? it does look nice. It's Fearless. a new suite. Yeah,
2: um, it's, just, it's just a bit of a show bathroom, because you can't can't use a shower at the moment. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's been a bit of a, a long week and a bit of a stressful one. But hopefully Did when you it's have
1: the toilet done as well? Have you had that?
2: Yeah, the toilet's fine. It's just the right. shower
1: that we can't use. So, uh, I, I remember when uh, when I was a kid we had a, a toilet replaced and it took about two weeks and we had to go like use next door's toilet and that's just awkward.
2: Oh no, he, um, he said, you know, I'll make sure you've got a working toilet. So the toilet the toilet was the first thing in. Yeah. Um, but I it, I can't, until the electric's sorted, um, I can't have the floor done and then I need some joinery work doing and then it needs painting, but yeah. I don't know if he's going to have to tear a bit of the wall out to thread the cable through to the Oh, it's just a nightmare. Um, already got a tweet from Carl Maloney. So, good afternoon, Carl. Hope you're well. Uh, we should give a shout out to uh, Mark Richardson. Um, yeah. who, who we had in guesting last week. Um, really, really good guy, actually, and uh, quite a match for me on the pun there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. On the pun, thing. He, he
1: was well into the puns. We went for a drink afterwards, and and. Much yeah. to my chagrin, uh, <laughs> it uh, carried on. Carried on well into the <laughs>
2: evening and yeah. uh, and beyond, yeah. Uh, no, he was a good laugh, actually. I liked Mark it very is. much. It's he's um, got
1: um, his Record Store Day stuff sorted now as well. Uh, yes. Except for bands. Uh, but, <laughs> but he has announced that he's going to be doing it at The Washington on yeah. the 16th of April.
2: Yeah, so uh, that's going to be a great gig. So LP uh, Record Store, which is just next to Tampa Coffee on... Um, rundall Street. Thank you, I yeah. didn't know the street name. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, so that should be a good one. Uh, so if, you, if you're into your LPs and your records, then get down there, and then he's putting a gig on at the Washington in the evening. Um, well, that's the plan. He has got any bands lined up yet. So if, you, if, if you're in a band and you want a gig, then get in touch through uh, LP Record Store Day on the Facebook.
1: Yeah, indeed. There's, as long as you're not
2: acoustic. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's not the biggest fan of acoustic, no, is he?
2: No. Um, his words, it bores me to tears.
1: But I, I, kind of agree with him with that because you know you, you go out for a nice like, uh, a good rocking time out when you go to a gig. Well, I do anyway, and you know an acoustic artist can just kill it a little bit.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I like acoustic, but I know what you're saying. It's got to, it's yeah. got to have a bit of a uh, bit of umph in it, yeah. So yeah, it's been a been a big news week anyway. Moving moving on. Um, now I've not mentioned her for a while. But Adele scooped up quite a lot of... (laughs) Oh, come on. It's topical. Um, Adele scooped up a lot of awards at the Brits. She's won four Brits. Um, Did you watch any of the Brits? No. Not bothered about it? No.
1: The only thing that I liked about it, uh, on hearing about it, was that Catfish and the Bottlemen won the uh, Newcomer. Yeah, yeah. That's great for them. Um, I Just thinking back to when we saw them... You know, in little venues like uh, the Bowery and Frog and Parrot and Soyo and stuff just a, just a few years ago. Um, you know, those kind of ignored little venues where you can see class music uh, that people don't tend to go to. And now Catfish and the Bottle Men are so famous that they sold out Doncaster Dome in just a, a few minutes the other day. Um,
2: Neil Hargreaves, I think, a big fan of both acoustic music and Adele. Or not judging by the tweets that we get in You
1: said acoustic music is for restaurants and lifts Um, Well I like restaurants and lifts So What about a restaurant in a lift?
2: Then perfect. <laughs> that sounds like the perfect restaurant to me.
1: Well, you know our restaurants have like those little gurneys. You Know when the kitchen's upstairs or downstairs? Yeah. They have them them like little electric lift gurney things yeah, that go yeah. up and down. Yeah. Basically, you'd be in a moving one of them, sat at a table, and like, oh you, right, you'd, you'd I see come, what you mean. You come down to where the kitchen is, and as as the doors open, the waitress comes in, and puts your food on the table, and then you go off again. How's that?
2: Mm Sounds a bit weird. <laughs> Um, I mean, if acoustic music was playing.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah, a bit of a niche thing that. <laughs> Very niche. Not sure, I'm not sure if it'd catch on.
1: Have you ever been to uh, the lift in the Arts Tower building? Uh, no, I have not. I have not. It's the old. What are they called? Is it, is it called the Paternoster lift? Is that what it is? And, and basically, it has no doors and it just continuously goes round. And so, literally, you just have to jump on it when it comes and then jump off it when you get to your floor. That sounds a bit dangerous. Yeah. There's, there's, but exciting at the same time. There's been videos, because it goes in a constant loop, and there's like two sides to it, there's been videos of people, which obviously we wouldn't recommend doing, just mm. staying on and going going up the one side and then going over the top and coming down the, the other side.
2: Ooh. Oh, no, I wouldn't like that at all. I'm not a big fan of heights. <laughs> no, not in any way. Um, but, yeah, they, they had a tribute to uh, David Bowie at the Brits, um, but Adele won uh, best British female solo and best album um, among so many. She, she had a bit of a swearing episode as well, um, which the ITV uh, t- mistimed completely. So the brilliant, they, they sort of they sort of muted the audio before, got the swear, and then muted it after. Brilliant. So, so they they ballsed up completely. Um, so yeah, she's uh, she got changed as well. She. She looks a bit like um a bit like a granny in some of the clothes that she wear. I mean that one's not so bad. She's got like a star outfit going on. Yeah.
1: Again. She's only good 25 for the radio. or 26. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It is a bit.
2: I think she's great though. I like her. I
1: know you do. Yeah. I know you do. What what was the uh, Bowie tribute like? Was it Lord the 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 Bowie tribute?
2: Um it was um yeah, Annie Lennox as well. Um, oh, right.
1: Was it better than uh, Lady Gaga's effort at the Grammys? Well Which I think was possibly one of the worst it, things I've ever seen It
2: had a mixed review, some people really liked it, some people didn't I didn't actually see that one um, But yeah, they performed a medley of his hits um, So, it, it, you know, it, it gained positive reviews If you haven't seen it, then go and have a look Apparently his, uh, his son, Duncan Jones, um, thought it was quite good So,
1: Oh, good well, he, he slated the uh, Lady Gaga one, didn't he, on Twitter?
2: Oh well, then he liked this one, so it must have been good. Yeah, sounds like a good uh, good show all round. Yeah. So
1: hmm. that's the Brits.
2: That's that side. <laughs> um, I thought you might have watched it, but no,
1: no, I I, I didn't. I well, I think I was watching the end of Breaking Bad that night. Oh, you finished it now? Then. Yeah. Yeah, it is good, isn't it? It's good. Uh, I think I said to you earlier, but for the. The sake of the listeners or the listener, um, <laughs> I don't think it's the the must see television like the all time greatest television that everyone makes out it is.
2: I think it. I think it's very good, but I think the first series lets it down because it just takes yeah. so long to get into the you know the the good stuff.
1: Well, it took me three efforts to get through the first series, and I was like, what, "What's everyone raving yeah. about with this?"
2: I had to revisit it. I thought this is just boring. It's boring, depressing. Nothing's happening. Yeah. And then eventually it just it just kicks into action. It's very good, yeah, um, yeah, what else were we going to say to you? Um,
1: we're going to say how brilliant I am. no <laughs> no, never
2: oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was just going to uh, we, we mentioned it briefly last week about the Tesco uh, debacle. Oh yeah, um, you've had yeah. some progress with it, haven't you? Yes. So we didn't actually mention what had happened. So you'd had you'd had a, a, a groceries online delivery. Yeah. Uh, and the, basically the driver said he'd done his backing and won't deliver to you. So you you sent off a complaint like you would. Yeah. Well, I, I not an ordinary complaint. It has to be said.
1: I, I am known for my complaints, and uh, you know I've I've written to Domino's before when they, they got my order wrong when I ordered it online and uh, threatened to kick squirrels. Uh, I've I've done all kinds of silly things uh, with. What was the Empower one where... Uh, oh, the bananas. Yeah, where uh, they, were, they were demanding a meter reading off me, uh, which I'd given them 17 times. So <laughs> I demanded demanded a picture of a, a banana with a face on it before and you got I would one. give it. And you did yeah. get, get one, though, yeah. didn't you, eventually? Yeah, well, uh, Tesco's have come through this week as well because my my tip to anybody who's complaining is find out who the chief executive is and who the board members are of whoever you're complaining at and just send it to them. and And... If you do it properly, you do it like me. Do it in the form of a three thousand word short story. Yeah,
2: I happened to phone James up in the week. So you know, so I'm just writing me uh, complaint to Tesco. It's currently at sat at three thousand word essay. I'm like, oh right, that sounds uh, fairly well. It was itemised. Yeah, and you, it you start, took them through the story from start to finish. Started you, with much?
1: once upon a time, and you know you have to you have to give a bit of background about everything, don't you? And then uh, you know went went through the 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 whole thing. Um but yeah, it's come through because Tesco have, have resolved the issue and said that I should have no problems with my deliveries in future. Well you
2: you had the uh the store manager come to your yes. abode. Yes. And uh and collect the crates.
1: Yes, the the CEO who I uh, directed the complaint to initially and so all the board members. And all the board members, yeah. Uh, they, they actually sent out the store manager to my house well, yesterday. I
2: asked, I asked James to forward me the email just out of interest and uh yeah, it's, it's
1: it's illustrated as well. It's got all the pictures.
2: Comprehensive I think is <laughs> is the only way um you could describe it. A picture of each crate. Um my thumb started aching just from the you know just to get to the end. <laughs> um but I like that you've put, you know, you've gone through the list of um as far back as you could be bothered. A, 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 a list of all the orders from delivery date, total paid, delivery paid, order number and at the end problem. So you've yeah. gone, no, problem, no, problem, no, and then at the end, damn it, <laughs> yeah. problem.
1: Well, well, I I worked it out that I've had 20 deliveries over the last year from Tesco, and there's not been a problem until the 20th one, uh, where the guy was refusing to deliver it, uh, after much uh, debate on the subject as well with him and his manager. Uh and also that it also stood me that I'd, I'd spent two thousand pounds with Tesco in the last year having these deliveries done, so I, I felt that I needed to have some proper service.
2: I think I mean obviously for the protection of uh, you know the the person involved, it's a bit like Crime Watch, where you know, <laughs> and and uh, uh, for the for the protection of this person's privacy, we will call him Joe, <laughs> and you've called him Mister Snarky McSnappy Rudison. <laughs> yeah.
1: That was one of the highlights of the, well, of the three thousand word email. It was snarky and snappy and rude, so that was the perfect name.
2: Oh and then it cha- did it change again to Mr McSnotty Rudison?
1: Possibly. From Mr. McSnappy Rudison. <laughs> <laughs> I, I must have lost my, my continuity there. <laughs> oh dear. Well, uh. I, I think it 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 could be published by Ladybird as a, a new kid's short story.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well it's it's I mean, you know, it a, all all a happy a happy ending. So yeah, I'm sure yeah. it would. Anyway, um, we've had we've had lots of music sent in this week, haven't we, James? We've
1: had absolutely loads of music sent in. I, I think the uploader link uh, on my website has has obviously been posted somewhere, uh, probably an American hip hop forum, because we've we've had absolutely They've loads been inundated, inundated with terrible third rate <laughs> American hip hop. I was, I was, you know, I'm normally
2: pretty kind, but um, you sent me a Snapchat this morning.
1: Oh, that, that was one of the best.
2: I can't, I can't say on air how you described it. <laughs> <laughs> it,
1: it, was, it was a Ghanaian singing the flattest song. Oh, you know what? Next week I should bring it just you to know, play. actually,
2: it. That, that show, I mean, I, I think 10 seconds was enough, but the, the clip, <laughs> sort of like, I was like, oh, you know, I could get into this. Um, but I suppose three minutes worth it'd probably be quite, quite yeah. challenging to it, listen to.
1: The funny thing was, as as my other half pointed out, as we were lifting into it and laughing at the same time earlier, the <laughs> song the song is about how everybody says that he can't sing and he's not good enough.
2: Well, maybe he should have listened. And,
1: and, <laughs> and he obviously can't sing, and he's not good enough. But mm. it is one of those. I, I, I hate to put down any kind of musician or, or whatever that's gone to the effort, but it was quite poor one yeah sounds familiar um
2: yeah so Sheffield bands please send us your music yeah um, we've had we've had some Sheffield submissions this week and we're gonna play one of them uh, in a minute um you can get the information from our Facebook page um, and upload it through the website it's really easy so it is. please send us your track um track tracks in so um first track is from bad to not um Sheffield Sheffield band yeah um what's what's this one called
1: it's called padlock.
2: You're listening to The Squeak on 93.2 FM. Get in touch on the Twitter, at The Squeak. Bad to not then there um, with Padlock, Sheffield band.
1: Yes, and apparently recording their debut album now. They they said. Um, well, we actually bumped into them. Yeah, uh, as luck would have it, uh, in the
2: uh, in the booze last week after the show, didn't we?
1: Yeah, and that's uh, they. How we prompted them to send the music in. They sent us two tracks. We might play one, in, the other one in a few weeks. But uh, yeah, bad to not check um, them out.
2: They're on Facebook. Um, they actually had a. They were in a battle of a battle of the bands on uh, another community radio station. Um I think they finished second, so Alright. Yeah, absolutely. Um so, uh keeping it on uh, the musical theme, um are you a fan of Eurovision, James?
1: Uh I'm a fan of the comedy of Eurovision. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean we don't take it as seriously as some of the other nations in Europe and indeed the world. <laughs> um Australia was in it last year, weren't they? There they were. had a special dispensation because yeah. it was the They're
1: back again this year, I think. I think the they're going to be in it permanently or something. Then. Yeah,
2: so it's not really
1: Eurovision, is it?
2: Um, but we have chosen our um, our act, if you will, um, right. for the for the upcoming uh, uh, competition in Sweden in May. Have you seen anything of it? No. Then let me tell you about. I've it.
1: Managed to avoid it <laughs> up until
2: now. Well, with the um, with the decommission of BBC Three, hmm. it's sort of like fallen by the wayside of it. I think the. Um, uh, Making Your Mind Up programme, whatever it's called, is now on BBC4. All uh, right. So I've not taken any... any. I didn't even know it was happening. Um, but it's a, 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 a duo, Jake, Joe and Jake. Um, they were on The Voice last year, I think. All right. Um, and they have been selected to represent uh, uh, Great Britain. Great Britain? The UK. The UK, whatever, yeah. in, nilpwire uh, Nilpoir, yeah, in, uh, in the upcoming competition. Well, they reckon we might have more of a chance because they've changed the uh, scoring system this year. Right. I'll not bore you with how it's gonna gonna be working, but um, we might not finish near the bottom.
1: It's ba- it's basically changing so that so that countries don't get nil poir
2: Yeah. So we'll we'll end up with well we didn't get nil poir last year. We got five points and we finished third from bottom. Yeah. But um, the song last year was a bit not the best. I like the song from this year. I'm just not sure how good they are live. The voices. <laughs>
1: Eurovision is always a terrible song, isn't it?
2: To be fair, the winning song last year was very good. I can't even remember what it was. It was Heroes by Man's um, something or other. Right. <laughs> I can't remember his name. <laughs> um, Swedish guy, obviously. That's why it's uh, in Sweden this year, because they won last year. Uh, it was a very good winning song last year. Um, so, you know, we, we might be all right. Right. You so, know
1: no. So, they, they've... Uh, what... The, I'm assuming that they've had the TV show which then picked from however many bands. Yeah, all. they
2: picked from six, six, five or six, I think, made it to right. this show and then the public voted on which one they wanted. Um I mean, there any big names in it? We've had, we've, no.
1: Haven't we had like Katie Prighton before and like uh, Bonnie Tyler and stuff like that? Yeah.
2: Um, one year, um, Justin Hawkins uh, was...
1: He believes in the think called love
2: Yeah. He was on about doing it one year, um, but he didn't get... In. I can't remember who got in that year. I don't know if it was Scooch who were particularly terrible, um, but yeah, uh, these two these two have got a decent song. They're good looking boys as well, so you know that that'll help. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've seen some of the others; they weren't they weren't very good looking, um, so you know. Um, because
1: that's what it's judged on.
2: Look, when you think about people at picking up and voting, the oh. guy that won it last year were quite quite handsome, so. It, it does. It's going to help, is you know well, I mean? so, so it? Well, it wasn't. Was it It's um, a popularity contest at the end of the day, <laughs> isn't it?
1: Yeah. Was it the the Was it the Swedish entry or something either last year or the year before where they were doing the milking the cows thing? Oh, I think that was With the uh, uh, busty. Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was... I
1: enjoyed that one.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're, you're a big fan of boobs, aren't you? Indeed. I'm gonna have to search for them. Milking cow. Eurovision. Your, <laughs> Your Google history is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to have to put it on incognito. It might look a bit strange. I remember them. I remember them, yeah. Cow milking song. Um, Oh, no, that's not it, is it? Oh, it was Austria. That's um, it. Yeah. Eurovision 2014. So
1: Was it cow milking or was it something? I, I can't remember. I just remember the action and the boobs.
2: Oh, no, no. That was Conchita that won that year. Sorry, it wasn't Austria then. Just bear with me.
1: Um wow. Enthralling. Yeah, it's great for the radio, this, isn't it? <laughs> I can't remember. In the meantime, Carl Maloney has tweeted us to say that he's made a carrot
2: cake this it week. It looks very nice. Do you know? I've been watching uh, the Great British Bake Off sport relief specials. All right, it's been really good. It's been really funny. Some people just can't bake. Um, but yeah, do, do you watch Bake Off? I bet Carl does. I've
1: seen it in the past occasionally. I think think I watched a bit. I think because Rachel watched a lot of it last year. I think I watched yeah. it a bit.
2: I got I got into it and uh, it's it's really funny. They had Jerry Halliwell, who's now married, um, and they were saying she's she's sort of gone all posh. Um, but yeah, no, it's good. It's good. It's a good laugh. Um, I've, was it was it
1: these? Uh, I don't think. I, I think it was that kind of uniform. This is again great on the radio. <laughs> but uh, I just I just remember it was the the dancers or something, wasn't it, in the background that were.
2: It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. I love watching Eurovision because it's just hilarious.
1: I, I used to love Terry Wogan when he just laid into it. Yeah. And uh, Graham Norton, I think, does to some extent now, but he's no l is he? No, he's
2: not. And he's not as funny. He's not as funny. He does me head in a bit, actually. Um, But, yeah, anyway, so Eurovision's on in May. Um, got a better chance of not finishing at the bottom because <laughs> of the scoring system, but, yeah, it might be all right. Um. So, yeah. Um, Fifty Cent's been in the news this week as well. Yes. Is he's, is he's, he's, uh Well, he's gone bankrupt, hasn't he? Yeah. Have you heard about it? He's gone bankrupt. Um, but a judge is uh, sort of not very happy with him because he's he's put all these pictures on his Instagram where he's just laid in like loads and loads of cash.
1: as you would if you're bankrupt.
2: Yeah. So he's been ordered. I mean, he's he's spelled out like broke with with like bundles of cash, and then he's pictured himself in a bed with bundles of cash, um, with clothes on. Um but it's just like, you know, it's a bit strange. So he's been uh, he's been ordered to explain all this all this money that he's got when he's when his uh file mm. is being bankrupt. It's a bit strange, isn't it?
1: Yeah, what is his explanation? Is it, has it it happened yet or No. No like, Um It'll be interesting to see what he says about that. Yeah. there's a a trend, isn't there, of like there's a lot of hip hop artists that do that, posing with money and then there's uh like right. it, it happened in football a few years ago footballers used to be pictured holding bundles of money
2: well the, uh, apparently in the papers that he filed um in court they said his debts were up to like 50 million dollars um oh Kanye
1: West huh like Kanye West oh right He's apparently 50 million dollars in debt according he? to according to his twitter
2: all oh, right well he's he's just but then he's he's just been putting like um it's just bizarre, like buckets of money and money in his fridge and money in his bed and it's just a very strange thing to do when you file for bankruptcy.
1: But it was it was there um, was house to rob now though, don't I we? Well yeah.
2: <laughs> Apparently it was uh, it, it was estimated um to be worth about hundred and fifty five million dollars in Forbes magazine. So the fact that he's pit filed for bankruptcy sorta of didn't really add up, so I don't don't know what's happening there. Just a bit bizarre. That is strange. Hmm.
1: He's a strange person, though, isn't he? Yeah, he has he been tri- shot seven times, hasn't he? Yeah, and survived. Yeah, obviously not. You know, not life-threatening. As, as he said, said.
2: gunshot <laughs> wounds.
1: As he yeah. said, get rich or die trying.
2: Yeah. So the the headline there was fifty thousand cents. I <laughs> couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> couldn't think of one for uh, the Eurovision either. Yeah. If you won the lottery, James. Yes. We've had it before, but how long would you wait before claiming your winnings?
1: I would go I would be like stood outside the office on the Monday morning waiting to <laughs> <laughs> saying where's my money.
2: Well, do you know there was all this thing about um people uh, there was a woman that had had, had filed a, a a claim for the for the winnings yeah. saying that she'd washed a lottery ticket. And then all of a sudden there were people like with half a ticket saying oh you know me me hamster ate it or whatever. Yeah. Um turns out the couple who won the lottery Knew that they'd won it, right? They'd known for a week, um, but they decided not to claim it because they were having the house decorated.
1: Oh, nice! Now just uh, get get my paintbrush out, and uh, on my list of priorities, get a paintbrush out. Have a cup of tea. Like, you no, know, f- far down the list is claim lottery winnings.
2: Yeah, lottery winnings of thirty-two and a half million pounds. Um, <laughs> Because they were having the you know, they got the painters in. Apparently, um And that's not a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh yeah.
1: I said that literally just to put you off what you were you <laughs> well, saying. Well,
2: congratulations, it worked. Um Jerry and Lisa Cannings from Peterborough um won the jackpot on the thirteenth of February and Jerry had carried the lottery ticket round in his wallet for a week. Oh my so not even put it in a safe place. Do you just imagine if you it? got
1: mugged in that oh, week. Exactly. Or you lost your wallet. You got. Did you went out, got drunk, yeah. and ended up in in West Street Live at three in the morning. On desperados. Yeah, just as a yeah. kicking out, having some of that lethal, like really strong shots that they have. Mm. Like stumbling out and going to now uh, another pub, and then just realizing you've lost your wallet on the way. Yeah, you'd be gutted. I mean, why would you do that? i feel bad like I, I sometimes I feel bad if I've got like a chunk of money, you know if I'm going to the bank or something to pay it in and i' would like get really paranoid about walking yeah. down the street with it, yeah he's got thirty two million quid in his pocket. you'd take it out of your pocket and
2: like put the ticket somewhere safe, wouldn't you yeah, um, but yeah, they waited a week, and uh, he'd been carrying it around in his in his wallet. you be at your wits end, wouldn't you, yeah, so yeah. So they've got thirty two and a half million pounds to maybe uh,
1: what he should have done is taken pictures of himself with it, you know, laid on his bed or, you know, whatever, and sent them to fifty cent.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean if you'd won thirty two and a half million pounds, you probably wouldn't bother with having a house decorated, would you? You'd probably just buy a bigger one. Yeah. And sell it. this
1: one. Yeah.
2: So priorities. Um, but yeah, that was um that was the week that it had rolled over, um, for the ninth time. Um, And it was a 45 million to one chance of winning it. So, congratulations to them.
1: Not said with any air of jealousy whatsoever. No. Do you play the lottery?
2: No. (laughs) No, So you've got no chance of winning, really, have Um, Well, what can you buy for 32.5 million pounds, James? You can buy a four-bedroom flat in Mayfair. Right. It's a bit minty, that, isn't it? Uh, you could buy Christian Benteke from Liverpool. <laughs> Driver not, thanks. No. <laughs> Just have him stood there in your living room. Making you cups of tea. Uh, you could have hundred and eighty-three return trips to space on the Virgin Galactic.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You could buy a Greek Island.
1: See that now we're talking. Mm. I'd have an island.
2: Yeah, no, but you'd have no money left to build anything on it. Oh. Uh, you yeah, could buy half a luxury that. you could buy half a luxury motor, yacht. Hmm. Or a painting of uh, horizontal and vertical lines on a white background. That's nice. the uh, that's the Mondrian painting that sold for fifty million dollars, um, and it's quite underwhelming, really.
1: It's uh, definitely some colours and lines.
2: Yeah, could probably draw that yourself, wouldn't you?
1: <laughs> oh well, you'd have four hundred four hundred grand left over if you bought. Oh, that, that okay. was only was well, only
2: thirty uh, equivalent to thirty one thirty two point one million pounds.
1: I'll buy one of them and some uh, magnolia for the living room. <laughs> i'm
2: a big fan of magnolia i get i get uh, grief for magnolia but anyway
0: a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot, maybe may be your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times
1: Time for another track. Who yes.
2: is this, James?
1: Well, October Drift sold out their headlining Ledmill show, didn't they? Um, they did indeed. Coming up in April, uh, but they've also announced now that they're headlining the Big White Tent in the Peace Gardens for St Patrick's Day on the 12th of March. And this song premiered this week. It's called "Losing My Touch."
2: Here it is. You listen to the squeak on 93.2 FM.
0: Southern sunset backdrop, we can dance with death. I think I'm wasting my head. With the southern sunset backdrop, all washed out in.
1: A new EP from October Drifters out soon. That's called Stranger Days, and that song, Losing My Touch, is one of the uh, songs on it. It's one of the uh, more relaxed songs that they play, I think. Yeah, it's
2: <laughs> a it's a bit more um, well, a bit less uh, loud and shouty.
1: Yeah, and a bit less energetic. But yeah, again, we've we've mentioned it before. Great band to see live. Um, they obviously sold out the lead mill very quickly, and they've they've added this. Uh, this headlining gig at the big white tent in the peace gardens yeah. i
2: like uh, i like the stuff that goes on around st patrick's day yeah um, there's a great buzz in sheffield um so that will
1: be great and it's also the rugby stuff as well going on at the same time isn't it so i think we've yeah. got a big screen showing the rugby in there. yeah uh
2: yeah six nations uh, not six nations yeah six nations at the moment yeah. isn't it finals on the 19th so that's it all happens around that weekend well for the, for the week really so that's good um I mean, just a quick mention to the Premier League, not related to to music or anything, but Mm -hmm. how exciting is the Premier League this year?
1: It's been great, hasn't
2: it? I mean, I was watching Leicester against Norwich yesterday. Um, Not the greatest match of all time, but Leicester nicked it in the last minute, literally, to take a five-point lead at the top. I've just looked at the results. Manchester United are beating Arsenal uh, and Tottenham are losing at home to Swansea. So, if the results stay that way, Leicester are going to still have that five-point lead. And the next yeah. four games are, are, are very winnable. Yeah. It's, it's, it's probably one of the most open Premier Leagues that I've probably ever seen.
1: And, and how much more fun is it to watch yeah. because of that?
2: Well, you go back five seasons, it was the same top four yeah, consistently. And it was a bit boring, wasn't yeah, it?
1: Yeah, that, that, was, that was for years on end. And, yeah. and now we've just got... Just mixing it up so much. Chelsea obviously faltered quite a lot at the beginning of the season. And then you've got a team like Leicester just, just recently come up that have managed to like just walk it essentially so far compared to, you know, what you would expect them to do. And uh,
2: just just as we reported uh that Manuel won in one nil, they're actually winning two nil now. They've oh. scored two goals in yeah. uh, in three minutes or so. Um so I mean just, just crazy.
1: But great, but great to watch, and you know, even even if you're like a Man U fan, even if you're a Man City fan, or a Chelsea fan, or an Arsenal fan, uh, you know, and you're expecting to be up there, it's it's so much more fun to have the competitive edge around, and it still be so open towards the end of the season.
2: Well, it's it's going to continue to be exciting because Leicester's next four games, they've got West Brom at home. West Brom have been a bit inconsistent. They've got Watford away. Watford, obviously, they came up with Leicester. They've got Newcastle at home. Uh, yeah, and Newcastle have been rubbish, <laughs> uh, for want of a better expression. And Crystal Palace away, and Crystal Palace have been fairly, fairly terrible in the last few games. so yeah. potentially they could win all of those games.
1: Yeah, and you know, I, I actually hope they do. I hope they, they yeah. go on. I hope they win it.
2: I think it'll be brilliant. Really will. Anyway, I um, just wanted to give that a mention. <laughs> uh, League Cup final, obviously today as well. Liverpool are at home, uh, at home, uh, are uh, playing Man City yes. in the League Cup yeah. final. So that should be a good one.
1: Who are you plumbing for on that one?
2: Um, I'm not really bothered, really, to be honest. Um, <laughs> no, doesn't matter, does it? I think uh, it'll be interesting because obviously it's Pellegr- Pellegrini's uh, last season with Man City, so he'll be wanting to win as many th- as many trophies as he can. Yeah, still in uh, still in three of the four competitions. So, I don't know. I think Liverpool might nick it though. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh,
1: I think there's I think well, much ma-
2: of a muchness between them. I think man for man, Manchester City are better, aren't they? but um, yeah
1: but i think just you know on the day liverpool can the obviously over the years they, they've been quite uh, prominent in cup finals
2: well they they, they beat uh, man city comprehensively um, a few weeks ago didn't they yeah so yeah. there's every chance it'll be it'll be good it'll be a good game anyway um sad news this morning um father jack um actor uh, Frank Kelly's dad today. It is sad. age 77. Um I loved Father Ted when I was growing up. Thought it were yeah. absolutely hilarious. We
1: were saying on the way in that you know how, how good Father Ted was and you know I think Graham Linehan is a great writer and I think the acting in that and the, the comedy was just second to none one of the best comedies ever written. Yeah,
2: definitely. Um what was your favorite uh, Father Ted episode?
1: Uh there's so many, but uh, I I think the one that stands out for me and, and for most people is Speed Three. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pat Mustard, mil- the milkman. Yeah, the milkman.
2: Yeah, that's probably mine as well. Yeah, <laughs> although I like the one with the uh, song for Ireland, my yes. lovely my lovely horse running through the fields. fields. Where are you going with, with your fetlocks head blowing, blowing in the wind? wind. <laughs> <laughs> we could probably do. Should we do the rest of it? No.
1: No. I I did um, I did a spoof John Lewis advert with my lovely horse <laughs> instead because when I when I watched the John Lewis advert at Christmas I saw the old fella walk out and I thought that looks like Father Jack and so I did my own <laughs> spoof one with with a a silly version of my lovely horse
2: yeah yeah, no, I loved that one, actually. That was great. It, it was all... It was all... All the episodes were just were just of its
1: time, weren't they? Yeah.
2: There's, there's, there's not been really anything like it, has there And
1: still now, you know, whenever I see, you know, on the news or, or if you walk past a town hall or something, there's people outside protesting, I still see in my mind... Careful now. Yeah, careful now. And <laughs> down with this sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. That's the worst Irish accent ever. I apologise to any Irish people that may be listening.
2: Yeah. Faith your on the podcast. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Okay, um, so um, time for another song then, James.
1: Another song. Well, again, we've had one sent in, and this this is either a really lovely story or a really sickly story. The way Is it about a lovely horse? It's, it's not, uh, but the fetlocks are blowing in the wind. This is, <laughs> this is a, a guy from Suffolk. Who... Like a train in the... Wait, I've got this.
2: Night. <laughs> <laughs>
1: There's a guy from Suffolk who uh, uh. makes pop music. And uh apparently his girlfriend's a singer too, so they released a single on the fourteenth of February for free download off their website and they've sent Aww. it in to us. And this is Jake Aldridge featuring Kelly Brooks, not that one. Oh. Um not oh. that one. Uh, and yeah, this is their love song. Even I like
0: so but I'm mind so
1: Open
3: your mind to a new way of thinking. Be sure you'll miss it if you're blinking. On your boat, tryna stay afloat for sinking. Cowards will give in while the warriors are winking. Life will test you at the pressure. Champions turn pressure into pleasure. Best you get your backside back into the ring. Ding ding, fight it like you were a wrestler. Been through tough times, but amazingly, I live life like nothing faces me. Whether that's stupidity or bravery, with this frame of mind, nothing will be breaking me. Surrounded by millions of idiots, you can feel alone, but you gotta show resilience. Though wicked feel like make or break, don't be too scared to make a mistake. Like an earthquake, shake the place. And if you smell that freedom, well, I'll take a taste. <gasps> Salary, life is precious and it's sad to see it getting flushed down the lavatory. You're a tragedy, short of a catastrophe. I can see you're practically just living on. Living on, life so carefully, but I'm living, but I'm so carelessly, life so carelessly. Play my games, play my a games
0: with no referee. Anything for some salary.
1: This is Craig David, and I'm right here on Sheffield Live, 93.2 FM. See, why wasn't that the Eurovision entry? <laughs> it, it could have been, couldn't it? Oh, yeah. Some, some of the lyrics in that are gold. Yeah. I particularly like the lavatory. Bit. I was just going to say. <laughs> yeah. No, Um. yeah. But yeah, it's, it's um, a, a funny story. Boyfriend and girlfriend releasing <laughs> a single together. Yeah, no, it's lovely. It's, you know, it's a bit of a summary tune, that. Yeah, It is. Carl Maloney has tweeted to ask, is this Matt Goss? Unfortunately, it's not Carl, but if anybody can get Bros back together, then. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Please do. And I'm being serious. I want Bros. Yeah, I know you are.
2: I know you are, yeah. Anyway, um, just on the uh, subject of love,
1: love, Love. um, the love connection. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that again.
2: Oh, dear. Um there's been... <laughs> there's been a there's been a survey. Um I mean obviously you've heard of <laughs> Tinder.
1: I I'm just I was just thinking that that's gotta be the podcast title. The Love Connection. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um There's been a survey you've heard of Tinder, obviously a, a, an online sort of app hookup Yes, yeah. Um Medium, whatever. Um and uh, Tinder is basically where you can either swipe right if you fancy somebody, or left if you don't. Right. Um, but there's other factors like, you know, hobbies, job, all that.
1: What if you're undecided?
2: Um. Well, you have to make a choice, otherwise you don't see the next one. So,
1: so it's not an app for indecisive people?
2: Well, you can, you can just swipe to the right and like, and then you can revisit, and then if you're still not bothered, just click the no. Right.
1: Or if you're really desperate, just keep swiping right.
2: Yeah, well, some people do that and just see how many likes they get in return. Oh, nice. Because if, if both people swipe right for like, then, you, you know, you've got a match and you can have a chat. Um, but this survey has um, basically looked at... Uh, <laughs> I've just had a text in saying you're a left, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Mark from Sheffield. Um, so, if you tweet for a living, you're more attractive than a model, according to this survey, and students are more desirable than lawyers. Right uh, Tinder's revealed the top 15 most swiped uh, jobs for men and women after adding the job title option in November um so it looked at the ratios user swipes over sort of like three months or whatever. um people who are into men are apparently most likely to choose pilots right okay uh, the most right swiped women are physical therapists. I think that would right. probably scare. But I would have thought that would scared people off myself um i mean what does it matter? Well, do you think it matters?
1: I think I th- this is Tinder trying to make out that it's not as superficial as it is because from what you're saying. Yeah. Swiping right and left. It's the most visual thing in the world. So this is Tinder saying, well, these aren't. Do you actually see the job title when you're looking at the picture to? No, they added it to the bio in November.
2: All right. Um apparently uh, most of the popular jobs involve uniform. Whoa. Uh. Mm. Not the uh, cow milking uniform. I don't think (laughs) that'll be in there. Um, Apparently, TV and radio personalities scored quite highly. So, unfortunately, we're both taken.
1: Yeah, and we haven't got personalities.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it does help, doesn't it? Um, So, the full list. Um, The most desirable is uh, Pilot. Yeah. Then Founder slash Entrepreneur. So, that's you. Um, Firefighter, Doctor, TV, Radio. So, we're in at number five. Teacher, engineer, model, paramedic, college student. That's I not really an occupation, is it?
1: No, and I'm, I'm thinking that's probably there because the most likely people to be using it are college, college students. students. Yeah.
2: Good shout. Co- uh, lawyer, personal. What does that mean?
1: Personal lawyer?
2: No, it just says personal, yeah. I don't know. Financial advisor, police officer, and military. What do you think? Um,
1: is it personnel?
2: No, it's not. It's spelt as personal. Uh-huh. What do you think uh, the women's ones would be then, James? Obviously, physical therapist is number one.
1: Yeah. Um, model?
2: Yeah, uh, that's in there.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: think uniforms.
1: Air hostess. Well, technically it's flight attendant, but I'll give it you. Yes. Uh, woman on the, the perfume counter at Boots. She's <laughs> <laughs> wearing a uniform.
2: No, it's not in there. It's not in there. We've got nurse... Um personal trainer, dental hygienist, um social media manager, speech language pathologist. <laughs> right, okay. Uh pharmacist, um, PR communication, so you know founder entrepreneurs up there as well. Interior designer. I don't know if I've said that one already. So yeah, interesting. Yeah. Interesting.
1: That is interesting, but it is still the most superficial thing that I can think of.
2: So the headline there was
1: Tinder Cleaner.
2: <laughs> um, and there is no window cleaners in the top 15. The w- men that would one.
1: work if there were.
2: I know, yeah. I should have looked at that before, but I didn't. Sainsbury's is not in there either, Mark, I'm afraid. But You don't work from anymore, so it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, well retail is kind of... Uh a uniform, isn't it? A lot of retail places have.
2: Yeah, not very flattering ones, though. No. I, when I used to work at Asda, I'd got the uh, the lime green shirt to contend with. Nice. Then when I moved to Sainsbury's, it was more of a plum purple, which was <laughs> slightly better.
1: <laughs> Yet yeah, still, not the best. Yeah, but i worse. Mm. The the people from Tesco that came to my house yesterday had the blue thing on.
2: Yeah, Tesco people wear blue suits. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not the not the best though.
1: Where do you stand on the issue of ties? Well, it's interesting, you know, because
2: in my, in my real job, um, I visit a lot of supermarkets still, and some Tesco store managers don't wear ties, they're just open neck. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, it's becoming more the norm, you know, not to wear ties. I think I'm ties hoping are a so. bit unfashionable.
1: Ties are the most pointless piece of clothing ever. Do
2: you know, um, consultants in hospitals don't wear ties. Hmm. Because they're unhygienic, yeah. they're rarely washed, and they, you know, they drag everywhere. I, I have to. When I used to work at surgery, I, I used to take my tie off because otherwise, I would dip my tie in my breakfast <laughs> without fail every time. I'd have to take the tie off. So they're not practical either.
1: Yeah, I would have kept my tie on for that, for like eating my breakfast. Because, Save it for later. Well, I'd, I'd, knowing me, I would uh, spill some of the brown sauce down my tie, and at least it saves my shirt. And I'd take the tie <laughs> off. And my shirt's still clean. <laughs> oh, jeez! <laughs> DJ, DJ, DJ Ski has just, is just the hell absolutely out.
2: made me jump oh, of my skin.
1: We have foil.
2: Absolutely right. It's time for another song. What have we got, James?
1: Uh, I, I'm distracted by the uh, Jamaican food. It's Track four. This is Puppet Rebellion and Fragments.
2: Okay, we're going to eat now. See you later. Bye.
0: up, your mind up, your mind up. Make your mind up, your mind up, your mind up.
1: Rebellion there with uh, Fragments, that's our latest single, we played them before they're uh, a Manchester band Yeah Good and uh, uh,
2: DJ Ski's up at three with Platinum Plates and he's just brought us in some Jamaican patties and they were right nice
1: They are very nice, so compliments to uh, DJ, DJ Ski's Ski's wife Cathy yeah. Kathy. Kathy. Yeah. Um, Thank you Cathy, yeah, lovely uh,
2: And it's time for us to go, so we'll be back next week at the normal time Have a great week Thanks, bye